And we're closing out the Summer League with the Championship Game Showdown. We got Houston and Cleveland. Decent contest, 10K to first. Kind of hoping for 20K to first. But still, uh, there's going to be a lot of game theory involved with this one. Not as much edge as we've seen. Like Saturday and Sunday, those two slates, in my opinion, had the biggest edge. I was just, you know, basically trying to max out every contest there. And uh, it was definitely profitable. But this slate, I think there's still a slight edge, but it's a little bit more game theory involved, right? We're not going to get, like, late news. I don't think of anyone getting shut down. So I'll do my best to break it down. Um, if you guys are new, this is your first time watching, welcome. My name is DK. Again, I've been covering uh, Summer League content all uh, for the Summer League season, for, for the two-week season. Um, I also cover content for NBA, NFL, uh, player prop uh, sites like Prize Picks. Prize Picks are the sponsor of the video. You guys are not on prize picks. They do have some early contests. They have some stuff posted for tonight. Uh, you can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. Link down below. And if you're looking for premium content, my Patreon is linked down below as well. After Summer League's over, uh, anyone that signed up for the package, I'll be posting some WNBA content. Uh, and then we have NFL preseason right around the corner. In about two weeks, I believe the Hall of Fame game is. Um, last Hall of Fame game, I had a takedown. Um, I won the second half showdown and I won like $4,000. I want to say I had a really, really good uh, last uh, NFL preseason one about, I think it was about 8,000 profit in uh, DraftKings and prize picks. And um, this summer league, I had a really good year as well. Um, uh, countless injuries, man. I'm going to do a recap at the end. I'm, I'm that crazy. Cause I've had literally, I want people to know how bad I ran this summer league with all the injuries, close to 20 injuries in a two week span for me with DraftKings and prize picks. Up about 5K in DraftKings, down about, I want to say, 500 in prize picks because literally every day with prize picks, it was, it was another injury. And uh, yesterday was the first day I finally avoided an injury. Full sweep the board. What do you know, right? So, yeah, that uh, it was just incredible run bad and still, still profited big time for me in the Summer League. And recapping, uh, and I showed you guys this the other day, right? Um, I, I almost won high stakes with a zero. This was on Saturday. Um, and I finished in 40th in the big tournament for no, absolutely no reason, Tiger Campbell, uh, after lock in street clothes. For absolutely no reason. No reason at all he's in street clothes, right? And then early slate. So finally, and I mean, finally, I avoided an injury. This is like my first, like, I don't even, I can't even remember the last time I avoided an injury or just horrific, uh, like a late scratch, like Tiger Campbell the, the day before. Finally, avoided injury absolutely smash the early slate, right? Stack Utah and Houston, like Craig Porter with Greg Brown, worked out in a huge way. You know, right? Same with prize picks. I avoid injury, full sweep the board. So finally avoided horrific luck, um, had a great day in the early slate, and you're thinking, okay, right? DK, with all those injuries that you had, just almost 20 injuries in the summer, like there's no way, there's no way you got bad luck for, for, the, for the main slate, or the late slayer. They just, no. The showdown, no, 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 man. No more injuries, right? Uh, wrong. Main slate. For, number one, okay, the Orlando Robinson game really put me on tilt mode. Oscillation game, absolutely nothing to play for. He plays the first three quarters. For full three quarters, sits for like two minutes. What are we doing? Seven-man rotation in a constellation game. What are we doing there? I had to pivot to some lower owned guys, even though I did, um, I wasn't off to a horrible start. I had Betty Aka for the Spurs, but that was it. But I didn't have Chalk Orlando Robinson, who went for 50 because he just played every minute. Um, so I pivoted a couple lower guys. I pivoted to Vic Kregi for Atlanta. 
Sub 10% ownership off to a good start. He's going right to the locker room. Right to the locker room. And he's done for the day, right? It's incredible. Incredible. But then I go to the late slate and the shutdown slate. And I, again, I have, I have Kobe Brown and everything, man. Kobe Brown, I have. So I'm thinking, all right, Orlando Robinson just played the entire game. Kobe Brown better play the entire game or I'm going to be so, so tilted, right? Let's see, the first, he plays like three minutes in the first quarter. So I'm thinking, all right, again, no one runs worse. Luckily, he comes back for the second. I'm like, all right, just let him play for the whole second quarter. 13 first half minutes. I guess get him to high 20s. Still mad about it, but whatever. And I see him check out after a minute in the second quarter. Go check Twitter. It's in the locker room. I've said it speechless before, but I, all I can do is laugh, man. So I get not one. I have two injuries on my main slate lineup to just light that money on fire. If I avoid injuries, I would have smashed the main slate. But my other guys all went off. No way, though, right? Because it's just not possible to run worse. Two injuries. And then late slate shut on. You better believe I locked Kobe Brown in there. Late slate, even with the injury, you better believe it's still smash, right? Even with an injury to Kobe Brown, I'm 70% owned, still high owned, but still a lot. I beat a lot of people uh, that did not have Kobe Brown. Um, so this is my late slate lineup. I stacked the Lakers. I talked about how they were the most shorthanded team. Um, so I full stacked them, uh, ran it back with two uh, Dallas guys. Walker honestly got a little bit lucky there, to be honest. I thought he was kind of a fish food play at that ownership, especially with news that Dallas is playing everyone. Um, but I got a little bit bailed out there. So I did get a little bit lucky with Walker. I did not like the play at that ownership. I thought that was a fish play. Um, um, and then Prosper was was a disappointing. And then I just full stacked the Lakers. Odge Castleton, Bow, one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. How is that even possible? Four assists, seven turnovers, no points. How is that possible, man? This guy did not have like, awful numbers in college. I looked it up, but he was like, I don't know, 13, 6, and 5 or something. Like he's a stat sheet stuffer. Like, all right, he's like one of the only guards available. Got to have at least a decent game. No. And then Swider and LJ, who I talked about. I like the ceiling in LJ. I knew the minutes were not as secure, but he's just such a good point per minute guy. I took the risk for the short rotation. That worked out. So even with another injury, late side of cash, I had no chance in the main, right? No chance in the main with two injuries. Um, so it's incredible, man. Incredible. And I still, still profited a good chunk on the day, um, even with two injuries. Insane stuff, man. Again, I, I'm going to. I'm going to recap everything. And I'm going to have a detail. Every single piece of bad luck that I had, I'll recap it at the end of the Summer League. So I want everyone to know how bad I ran. <laughs> All right, so that's to recap everything. Hope you guys had a good day uh, yesterday. Hopefully you avoided the injuries. Um, and let's just break down the show on site. It'll be a short video. Again, not a ton to talk about, especially with Houston. They only played seven. Well, actually, they did play eight guys. One guy did play a couple minutes, so. I'll bring up the rotation last game for Houston. Um, would be shocked if anything changes here for the Rockets. Um, championship game. Um, so starters, same starters. They want Whitmore, Days, Samuels, Hudgens, and Hinton. Uh, Mayer played 23 off the bench. McGee played 17. And this Mitchell guy played three. Again, we know that Jabari Smith's out, right? We know Tari Eason's out. We know Thompson's out. So Whitmore, 10.8K. He tilted me with that start to the game. Luckily, Salvage, I had his over 21. Or was it 20 and a half points, I think? Finished with 25. He had zero uh, for a while there in the first half. 
But 32 minutes, not amazing compared to some other Rockets. A lot, lot, some of the other Rockets playing like high 30s minutes, but Whitmore still getting a ton of shots up 21, 17 shots. He's the guy at the highest ceiling, in my opinion, on this team. So 10.8K is, is pricey. I think he's the most pricey player in the showdown slate, but he's also the guy, in my opinion, with the highest ceiling. So um, if he's making a shots, he can go for 50 plus. I think Hudgens may be a little bit of a higher floor because of the peripheral stats, right? He's having the ball in his hands a ton, 7, 11, 9 assist, 36 and 37 minutes, too, over the last couple of games. And he's got, and he's not a bad rebounder either. So I think Hutchinson is very safe. Um, 44, 45, 38 fantasy points over the last three games. So he looks safe as the Samuels, right? Samuels, Hudgens playing high 30s minutes, 36, 35 minutes for Hudgens. Um, he's a guy that's a good rebounder. Again, can get some assists as well. Six, five assists over the last couple of games, 10 rebounds here. Can get some blocks and steals. A couple of games ago, he had three steals, two blocks. So another guy with a relatively high floor for the minutes, plus the, the his ability to stuff a stat sheet. So Samuels, Hudgens, like very safe plays. It did tell me too, I originally did have Nate Hinton, but then pivoted to um, those Jazz guards once we got the news of the, of the Jazz. And of course, Nate Hinton, absolute smash, right? 27 points and five steals, almost a 50 bomb play, 32 minutes. Um, the reason I liked him so much is because the minutes were there the previous two games, but the production like was just like subpar. And I like looked at his numbers. Like Hinton had some good, Hinton had, had some big games uh, in the G League as well, so... I did like a ceiling. He went crazy last game. 6.8K. He should play around 30 minutes. Um, again, this Houston rotation is just so, so safe. Mayer off the bench pops his low 20s minutes. Um, you know, he kind of had an outlier game, game one. Rebounding the ball, he can get some rebounds. Uh, other than that, he's just going to score. Um, if he's making a shots, he does the ceiling. So I think he's reasonable at this price point, but not a guy you can expect as many minutes from. Like, you can expect way more minutes, in my opinion, from like Samuels and Hinton for a little bit more. That doesn't mean you can't play Mayer. It's just that I'm more confident in the rotation for Samuels and Hinton. And then Darius Days, I think, is an interesting option here, right? Because the minutes are kind of been all over the place. He started against Oklahoma City. Everyone played him, Everyone, including myself. Everyone played him, but he plays 16 minutes. And then the next game, he goes out and plays 25 minutes. Only 22 previous game. Um, fouls is an issue, though. I will say that. So in all the other like normal summer league games, um, it's 10 fouls. With the semifinals and the finals, it is six fouls. So you actually do have to consider a foul risk. And Darius Days is five, four, and five fouls over the last three games. So foul trouble is definitely a thing. But if Days can avoid foul trouble, and if he can get like mid-20s minutes... We know this guy had a ceiling. We saw it last summer league <clears throat> when he was with the Spurs going for like two fantasy points per minute. So um, I, I definitely am intrigued by days. I don't think he's going to be that popular. Fletcher McGee is the last guy that should see rotation minutes 19 and 17 over the last couple games. Um, he's cheap, but I think uh, there's other guys in that price range I prefer. So if you go to McGee, I think it's a tournament play, right? We, we did see him go off in limited minutes last game, so it's possible. But I think he's, he's definitely not an optimal option. And then, yeah, Huff got traded. Don't play him. The only guy that saw a couple minutes last game was Mitchell. I'm not even sure if he plays today. He saw three minutes, so I'm not super confident in that. All right, let's move on to Cleveland. So Cleveland ran a bit of a deep rotation. The game did go to overtime as well. Um, so I just wanted to let you guys know there. Um, so they started uh, Merrill, Porter, Mobley, Bates, and Travers. Um Again, foul trouble is a thing, right? Bates had five fouls. Nance had five fouls off the bench. So um, I would be shocked. I don't think Cooper plays, right? He's missed the last couple of games. We'll start at the top. Mobley's 9.2K, played 33 minutes last game. I think he's going to play low 30s minutes, and he just does everything, right? He rebounding the ball. He gets blocks and steals. He's getting, like, 
five assists a game, and he can score the ball. So in my opinion, definitely the safest option on Cleveland. Um, you're getting him at a little bit of a discount as opposed to some of the main Rockets, right? You got Whitmore, like almost 11K. I think Hudgens is almost 10K. So probably super, super safe. Um, Sam Merrill, 8'6". Uh, he played a ton, 36 minutes. I'm expecting low to mid 30s minutes from him. He's relatively score independent, but without Sharif Cooper, he can do a bit more ball handling. I mean, we've seen five assists from him a couple games so far in the summer league. 17 shots up, too, is good to see. So I like the ceiling on Sam Merrill, 8.6K. And then uh, Porter or, or Imani Bates at 8K, also another guy that is going to get a lot of shots up. Really not going to get many assists, um, but he, he can rebound the ball. I mean, he's averaging like, what, six, seven rebounds a game in the summer league. And um, yeah, a guy that can put the ball in the bucket. So um, like his ceiling as well, I expect low to mid 30s minutes from him. I think your safest, like doesn't mean the best, but I think your safest guard play would be Craig Porter Jr. Just because of the peripherals, right? He is their point guard now without Shreve Cooper. And he's a good rebounder, too. I mean, he's just doing it all. Seven rebounds, seven assists, two blocks, 12 points last game. So um, he should play low 30s Mets as well. He had a huge game two games ago. He's your safest play. Again, it does not mean he's the best play. He's the safest. I think Bates and Merrill have a little bit of a lower floor, but they have a similar ceiling um, if they're really making their shots or even higher ceiling, right? So that's my thoughts with the, th- the Cleveland guards. Porter, Bates, Merrill, all three should see 30-plus minutes. And Porter has the highest floor, but Bates, Merrill definitely have a ceiling, especially if they're making their shots. It would be shocked if Shreve Cooper plays. And then the other starter, they went to Luke Travers, who has now played 33 and 35 minutes. Um, he's a decent rebounder. I think last game, though, a bit of an outlier for him, right? Five assists, four blocks and a steal. He can get blocks. He did have four blocks game one, but I don't really know if five assists is sustainable. I don't really think 12 rebounds is as well. He's not a bad rebounder, but I don't, I don't think he can go for 12 rebounds again. But, and if you see 30 plus minutes from a 6K guy, like that is going to stand out for, for Luke Travers. So um, I think he's also a relatively safe option. And then below that for Cleveland, the guy that played the most off the bench was Nance. Um, he played 24 minutes. Um, he went for 15 fancy points, 27 minutes the game before that. So what I'm expecting for him is probably low 20s minutes. Um, again, he can, he can do a little bit of, of statue stuff in as well, can get some rebounds. So I think Nance is a reasonable play there at 4.8. Don't love it, don't hate it, but he's cheap, and he probably sees again low 20s is my best guess. Other than that, there's a few other guys that saw rotation minutes. Everyone else below Nance and Travers, in my opinion, are just like kind of tournament dart throws. So you did have uh, Fabian White play 10 minutes. He's now played... 14, 10, 12, and 10 minutes over the last four games. So I'm expecting about 10 minutes from him. Um, again, playable tournament play. He should see the court. Uh, Bothwell also saw the court. Um, he's seen nine and 10 minutes over the last couple games. Probably see somewhere around, I don't know, eight to 10 minutes, I think is the best guess for him. And then you did see Green play two minutes. I'm not confident he plays though. Um, he's like barely played, so... Maybe the X amount of the rotation, they only play eight guys. But the only the only guys I'm really confident in minutes are going to be the five starters. And then I'm pretty sure Nance probably plays around 20-ish minutes. So that's the player-by-player breakdown. Unless we get like some surprise news of someone getting ruled out. Um, but the good thing is there's no other games, right? So we're going to get this news. Right? We will know before lock what's going to happen. I would be pretty surprised if anyone sits. Uh, but you never know. You never know. And then as far as, you know, just going through building out a lineup, right? You got to think, all right. So I talk about this a lot. If you're playing a large field tournament, what you want to do 
is you want to build plus EV lineups. So how are you going to build plus EV lineups in a large field tournament? Well, you want to avoid dupes without being stupid. What does that mean, right? It means that like you don't you don't really want to be playing the optimal lineup in large field tournaments. The reason is because a ton of people are going to have that and it's minus EV in large field tournaments. Now, if you're playing high stakes, if you're playing cash games, small state, like if you're playing any other tournament besides like the large field tournaments, you don't have to worry about it as much. But if you are just playing this tournament, what you want to do is try to be unique without being stupid. So like you don't have to get too crazy here. There's a few ways you can do it. You can, you know, play a bit more of a contrarian captain. So maybe you don't play one of the top end guys. Maybe you play one of those cheaper guys um, and hope they kind of have an outlier game or something, right? You can do that. Or you can play one of the main guys in the captain, leave a little bit of salary on the table. And it doesn't have to be crazy, right? You can leave, I don't know, five, 700, 1,000, 1.5K. Like, it's not like you have to go, go leave like 5,000 on the table or something. You leave a little bit of salary on the table, you're going to have a, a plus EV lineup, right? Meaning you're, you're going to avoid a lot of dupes. Because what do the fish do? What do the fish do in large field tournaments? They use all their salary, right? They, they try to use all their salary. And I've talked about the last two slates too, how salary literally did not matter. But that's what the fish will do. They're going to, use, they're going to try to use every bit of salary that they have. So you're going to have a ton of dupes if you use all your salary and you build a chalk lineup, which, I mean, you can do it. I'm not going to say no, but it's, it's minus EV. The way to build plus EV lineups in large field tournaments is to be unique without being stupid. So hopefully that helps. Again, captains, you're going to see a lot of ownership go to the main rocket. So I think Whitmore, Hudgens, going to get a lot of ownership. And then I think Mobley and the Cleveland Guards are going to get a lot of ownership as well. So those, in my opinion, will be your chalk captains. But I hope this video helps. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for a crazy summer league. Like I said, I'm going to recap everything. Also, I'm going to post some screenshots. We've had some real, like, Huge winners in the Discord. People making a lot of money. You'll love to see it. Um, again, NFL precincts right, right around the corner. Only a couple weeks away. Right back to the grind there. Um, so thanks again, guys. Hope to see one of you watching this video take down the tournament. Um, I'll be back. I'll have some WNBA prize picks videos up. So WNBA starts tomorrow. Back up. I'll be playing some DFS there as well. Maybe make some DFS videos too if there's enough demand for it. And um, yeah. So thanks again for a great summer league, guys. We'll see you all in the next video.